Hello, Mr. Skelton. Hello, Mr. Myrick. Well, welcome to another episode of Spooks. Spooks, S-B-O-O-K-S, with my dear friend and co-host Douglas Skelton, returned from his trip to the uh, Costa del... What was it? But my strip, did you say? Did, Stri- have you seen? <laughs> been, have, been you, sp- have you been speaking to somebody over there? <laughs> well, I, I did have a phone call from the, the Spanish East last. I, I was told what happens in Spain stays in Spain. Not, not when you're a Scottish crime writer, it doesn't. You surely well, must have realised that. I was young, just because I ran out of money, I had to do something to to bring in the euros. Uh, oh, 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 there's, there's people all over the world who listen to spooks just conjuring up terrible images in their mind as we speak. <laughs> and and you, you, were, you were also out and about yesterday, um, Douglas. Where were you? I, I was at the Dick Institute in Kilmarnock. Is everything okay eh, down there? Eh? Everything is fine down there. <laughs> That's good. Oh, that's good news because <laughs> the man your age. Yes, I know. I know. I, I, I was checking out the venue um, because we're going to be taking carry on sleuthing there uh, later in the year. So you'll me. be doing you'll be doing carry on sleuthing at the Dick Institute. Yes. Yes. That well, there we are. You heard it here first in Spooks. <laughs> Yeah, there has to be a joke in there somewhere. I'm going to have to work that in somehow. Uh, oh, it shouldn't be too hard. As I heard your friend uh, um, Gordon Brown say to you in, when you were off in, in Spain last weekend, uh, so you're taking we, we, uh, those of you who have listened to the Spook Spanish special live from Javier and if, uh, you week, if you haven't you can still find it yes yeah, so it's, it's up there for, in perpetuity now um, it was a very interesting trip that Douglas did with the four blokes only there was only three of them however they, they carried on regardless and uh, you, had a, you had a jolly good time didn't you we did. It was absolutely brilliant. It was a great audience. It was a it was a packed house on the Saturday night. Uh, terrific venue um, that the organisers found for us. It was a, a 16th century building uh, in the old town in Javier. Um, and and it, it was really, really good. We had the, the usual sound problems, but we're kind of used to that. We always do. I think it's us. I think it must be something to do with us. I wasn't there. I might... It, but it's a pity that, I mean, you must have felt right at home in that 16th century building because clearly I, you, if you'd been in Spain, you'd have been around to see it getting built. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I, I would have given them some tips, you know, uh, on their foundations. Um, but uh, Tell me, it, was, did, it was a lovely did, building. Did you give the Dick Institute any tips? Did I give the, the, the Dick Institute any tips? No, no, there were no tips. There. And it's, it's a brand new venue. You really think right. it's carrying on, just ignoring the utter, the torrent of smut that's coming out of your mouth. Um, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Douglas. I just, I just don't want to let the podcast go go limp in any way. Anyway, here we. Um, so you, my dear wife, I listen to this every week. It's worse and worse. <laughs> but I just couldn't. Your visit to the Dick Institute was too much for me to resist. <laughs> I was going to actually tweet about it, but I thought, well, no, people might get the wrong idea and think there was something seriously wrong with you. <laughs> well, there is, but that's you know, 
the pills help. Yes, of course they do, and 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 I myself, having just suffered a pill incident, can bear, bear that out. Uh, anyhow, um, so there's lots of things going on at the moment. You'll have noticed that two of your very good friends um, had their cover reveals this week. Uh, yeah. Two, two of my very good friends. I'm just trying to think about my very good friend. I know Gordon Brown, alias Morgan Cry, uh, had, had revealed his um, and his cover. Yes. Um, the 31 the points. Yes. Who's the other good friend? Me. Oh, yes, of course. How silly of Yes. <laughs> yes, Jeremiah's Bell, the, the wonderful cover for Jeremiah's Bell, fresh yep. from Head Design in London, was yep. put out there to the public this very week. Yeah. And I'm glad to say that many of you have interacted with that. And I shall be doing a wee Q&A on it, um, a Spooks Q&A on it for for um, for the Spooks listeners and for my author page on Facebook at sometime maybe over the weekend. Just a very short one, just to answer a few questions that I know you've got to ask. And Douglas will be doing the same when his book, um, the time his book comes out. Your book, your new book um, is out on the... Uh, March, uh, I'm going to say March the 5th. Correct, you, well done, Douglas. You know, it could be a few days later, maybe a week, maybe a week earlier. Um, who knows? Yes. Um, certainly in March, and it'll certainly be there for the I write um, on the, the 20th. But just to say, all kidding aside, uh, Jeremiah's Bell, the cover from Jeremiah's Bell is, is, a, is a brilliant cover, um, as is the, the cover for Gordon Oblique Morgan. Um, uh, uh, Gordon Morgan. Gordon Morgan. Uh, it's, it's, it's like German for hello. Uh, so, Gordon Morgan. Gordon Morgan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you'll be aware that um, he is planning a, a, a foreign spectacular in Havia to launch the book, and I don't know if he's pulled it off yet. But um, if it is, we'll be there. He can be playing with us at hard. Um, but it, it's. Uh, it's a great cover. It's a great cover. I, I wish I wish Gordon Morgan uh, well with his book. Well, Gordon Morgan is is very you know he's a very talented author, and this is his first book with our publisher Berlin Polygon. Um, and I say ours, I mean I don't mean it belongs to us, but it, it, um, it it's the one we're on. Yes, we are yes. on the we are on their lists. <clears throat> well, you're on the lists. Um, I'm at the very forefront of everything. Anyway, <laughs> Gordon Morgan will be there t- soon too. Um, and it's nice to have him as a stable mate, so to speak. It is. He's a, good, he's, he's a great guy. I mean, again, all kidding aside, Gordon Morgan is a great guy and he's, he's, uh, he's very helpful. He's very uh, tall. And very tall, yes. Incredibly tall. So can I ask you, you didn't cover this much when you're on, on the, the podcast snappage that we, we heard on the Spook Spanish special, but what were you eating when you were across there? Uh, anything I could, because you know me, um, Denzel, I'm always looking for food. Uh, what, what did we have? I mean, uh, we, we were very much, it was food on the go quite a lot. Um, food on the go, yeah. Food on the go. So it was, whenever I could, I, I'd see. I find it strange with people because I always seem to be the only person that's ever hungry. 
And I never understand this. Is it because you know I'm 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 a glutton? Is do I have a worm? Uh, it's I, I always seem to be hungry. And other people, whoever I'm with, they never seem to bother. And can say, I, can oh, I just say? Can I say at this juncture? A, yes, you're a glutton, and B, uh, if it's a worm, it must be a hell of a big one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But we ate, you know, the usual, the usual stuff. Um, uh, I, I'm floundering because I really can't remember what we ate. I know we had, uh, we were in uh, <laughs> Casa El Gordo, um, and we had some, uh, you know, lovely sandwiches there with ham and cheese and tomato, etc. So uh, when we were discussing. Uh, the Four Blokes show on the Saturday night. And again, right. the next day when we were doing the post-mortem of the Four Blokes show on the Saturday night. Um, right. And, uh, but it, no, it, it was a great weekend. Thoroughly enjoyed the weekend. It was nice to get away. Um, the weather was, was incredible. It was even more clement than usual over there at the time of year, for the time of year. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I, I loved every minute of it. I had the usual uh, situation uh, on the plane, uh, you know, going there, uh, where the, the 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 crying crying baby, which is you know fitted as standard uh, to some flights, um, and I thought, and I saw the same person on the flight coming back, but um, the, the the poor wee soul was was quieter coming back. The wee soul was really upset going there. I don't know what was what was bothering the, the he or she. Did you you hadn't waved or interacted with the child I at any point? Not, no, I, I I did not go anywhere near the child, you know, for fear of 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 uh, prompting that kind of behaviour because I you know I I do that. Um, yeah, I, I don't I, I don't mind children, but I, I can't eat a whole one as the story goes. Um, but it's oh, no. uh, it's uh, it, it was fine and. Um, there was no major dramas coming back at the airport. It was a bit chaotic because the queuing seemed to be a bit um, skew with, and we were mixing with people who were going to Stansted and what knew where what direction they were supposed to be facing. Uh, and I was a priority passenger because you know it's, it's me. Um, yes, of course. And also said, I know Denzel Meinick, and they said, oh, it's right this way, sir. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. The priority passenger coming back, and I get through the priority, and yet Mark Leggett, you know, he, he was a priority passenger because he's from the East Coast, because that's the way to treat them. Um, he uh, he actually got on the plane before me, as it turned out. It was all to do with the queuing and the stop and getting the bus and everything else. So... Yes, this this podcast was sponsored by uh, EasyJet. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't EasyJet. It was not EasyJet. It was. It was another airline. <clears throat> I thought it was EasyJet. You're on. No, no, it wasn't EasyJet. Oh, are you just trying to avoid some terrible controversy? Um, you know, because you I mean you can be free and easy. You you can give the consumer yeah, experience. You find I am just merely stating the facts. That's what happened. I'm not bl- I am not blaming any particular entity. It's just the way it worked out. You are now travelling on Polygon Airlines. <laughs> uh, your, plane, your plane will pick you up, maybe, and we may land. Thank you. So that was that's probably who it was with. I'm thinking. Anyway. Unfair. Unfair. No, I don't think they're unfair at all, Douglas. How dare you say that about our dear publisher's new airline um, venture? No, you, you, 
You're Hugh, unfair. don't you dare bring him into this. That he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm quite sure if Polygon run an airline, it would be a very, very good airline. And sure certainly it, it would. And you'd be lots of our books to read and more and good, good Morgans as well. Yes. Which is always important. Now, we're really, mainly having this podcast to let you know what's ha- been happening and is going to happen in the next wee while. In uh, the next wee while, we're going to be talking with the boss, the big man, the big big Bob the boss. Yes. Tell us more about big Bob the boss, Dougs. Well, it's Bob McDevitt, who is is the man for, for, for many Scottish literary festivals. He he organises and programmes um, the, the likes of I Write and Bloody Scotland. But also, uh, I discovered recently, is it uh, Winter Words or Words of Winter or Winter of Words or whatever it is, and yes. Mockery, which starts um, next week, next Thursday. Uh, and I didn't know that Bob was part of that. So that, that was interesting for me. And the thing is, Bob's, Bob's the guy. You know, if you want to talk about festivals, um, for, for my money, he's the guy to go and see because he's, you know, he knows just about everybody. He's, I, I whisper this because I don't want to embarrass him. He's a thoroughly nice guy uh, as well. Uh, but he really knows his way about. And I think that, that's important. And, you know, how you know, the likes of Bob and the, the, the various volunteers and the committees and the organisers that, that are attached. It's not, they're, they're not one-man shows because, um, no. you know, there's all sorts of people involved. How they pull together these literary festivals, I think is just absolutely incredible. I would not know how to, to start doing something like that. It's incredible. Well, I mean, there's lots of recalcitrant authors to deal with for a start. Who, there is. You know, I mean, I, I, mean, I know when, when I go to any major festival, I do have my riders yeah. Yes, yeah. riders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you going to tell us what what these these uh, these riders are? No, there's, not, there's, not, there's not four of them, are there? That, no, that's the horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> the the um, no, that my riders. It's too sensitive to to broadcast. Um, but suffice it to say that I have a, you know an array of riders um, and. Uh, you know, it's just from my own comfort. Like, you know, and, no uh, orange smarties in the blue room, or you know, nobody's to make eye contact with you, anything like that. And um, all, all I'll say is preparation H. That's all I'm saying. Okay, okay, and that's all I want to say about that. And um, you know, uh, I'm quite sure those of us who are afflicted by these problems and use, do, do you know, what supermodels use preparation H? No, no. They do because they put it on their faces, right? Because it stretches their faces and makes gives them less wrinkles. Did you know that? Oh, I'm going to try that, or fewer wrinkles, because that really annoys me when people say less instead of fewer. So fewer wrinkles. Uh, yes, that's what. Super, so any model, if you meet a model in the street, the likelihood is she's wearing pile ointment in her face. Need <laughs> <laughs> to be trying that. Well, I think you and I should try that for for um, I write. Yes, March the twenty, well, Friday, March the twenty, Mitchell Library, seven forty. Tickets now. Still, yes, yeah, still, still, still tickets available. But but be quick because I was speaking to Big Bob the boss recently. He said they're going very, very well. Yes, yes, he said that to me as well. Did he? You know, good old Bob. And 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 I can, I've been looking at the program for I write and some fascinating people on there. Um, we've got John Berko, the former speaker 
of the House of Commons, who yeah. should be very, very interesting indeed. His tickets um, are smelling well. I don't know if he's sold out actually, but he's certainly the tickets are going extremely well. <laughs> yes, but will he change sides right in the middle of the? Who knows? He might go and appear at another festival entirely um, on that day because <laughs> you know he's prone to a change of mind. I'm just Let's imagining. See. People getting up the halfway through to head out to the bar, and he shouts, "Order, order!" That's Glasgow. He says, "Take a medication, <laughs> man. A small medicament for your complaint." Because that's, that's the thing. It. it is Glasgow. If he, if you know, if he feels the need to say "order, order," they're going to be out that door right to the bar. Well, especially if he adds last orders that the, uh, you know, yeah. that, that'll definitely be be it. And another guest we have on next week is going to be the wonderful, the voice of Radio Scotland, Ms. Teresa Talbot. Are you excited, Dugs? Oh, I've never met Teresa. I'm really looking forward to to meeting Teresa for the very first time. I'm a liar, Douglas. Douglas I was chatting to met Teresa. Yes, I was chatting to her last night. In fact. Teresa bounds into the room like Bill. I imagine Bill Clinton would have done in, in, in his halcyon days of running for the presidency. Teresa just bounds into the room and shakes somebody's hand and bubbles everywhere. Teresa's a bundle. Just... Of, she has, she's a bundle of energy. She, she really is. Um, if uh, if Scottish power could tap into her, we wouldn't need the the windmills. It's uh, yes. Well, I've also there's also another guest we're going to have on. I don't know if you know about this one yet, um, but we're having her BBC colleague Fiona Stalker, who is another bundle of energy. Let me tell you. Okay. Fiona's going to come on and tell us all about journalism and her pre- presenting job on the weekend news on the new BBC Scotland channel and various of her experiences as a journalist for the BBC over many years. Yes, that's good. That'll be fascinating. It will indeed. And we've got a whole lot of exciting guests lined up, even those from the world of show business. And though we can't say where at the moment because it's embargoed, we'll be taking spooks on the road. Yes. Yeah. Are you excited? How yes. I mean I've never I mean how I mean how's that gonna work, Doug? I don't know, but I've hoovered the caravan. Uh Good. I, I've all the dog hair is out of the caravan. There's no, Mickey. On cue. <laughs> See, you've, you've moved my hair out of the caravan so we can go on the road, on the road again. You don't really have a dog. It's just a sound effect, isn't it? It's just a recording, that's all. I have a button that I press. I mean, amazingly, on spooks, the button works. Yeah. Yeah, um, that, that would be the most incredible thing in all that. Yeah. It's, so, it's I, a filter, but, but it passes the time. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, so it's a very exciting time in Spooks. We'll, we'll cover your book at greater length in a, an episode in the very near future, nearer the time of its publication on 5th yes. of March. Can, can I uh, just mention, though, as I have this platform, uh, yeah. that, that Thunder Bay, the first Rebecca Conley thriller, will is, is being published in the United States of America within the Golly. next few days. So... Um, but, it's, it's a hard, it's a hardback as well. It's a handsome-looking book. Uh, it is, and it's been published by uh, imprint of Skyhorse, which is called yes. Arcade Crimewise. Arcade Crimewise. So, if you're listening to Spooks in the United States, and we do have listeners there, please look out for Douglas Skelton's 
first Rebecca Connolly novel, Thunder Bay, which will be available all over the place. Come, is it next week? It's next week, yes. Next week. And we're looking forward to that immensely here in Spooks. Uh, and for those of you who don't know about Thunder Bay, we'll probably, when, when Douglas is previewing the next book in the series, The Blood is Still. Yes. We don't know what, we don't know what The Blood is Still, but it's The Blood is Still. You know, um, when, when we're previewing that, we shall also include a preview of Thunder Bay, just so you can see what you've not read yet. Yes. Although... Well, not... No spoilers. Most, most of you, I'm sure most of you will have. You've all rushed out and bought it. <clears throat> ah, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there's the millions of, of Thunderbirds, but there will be millions, let me tell you, because I just know there will, because I've read it. And I don't read many crime fiction books, as you know. No, but that's I've read, true. <clears throat> so I've read yours and thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, it's good to see the sequel or the next one in the series coming out. So that's what we'll be doing. We'll be talking about your new book and your old book. We'll be talking to Theresa Talbot. We'll be talking to Fiona Stalker and we'll be talking to Big Bob the Boss here. <laughs> I think that's great, isn't it? Yes. I'm going to he'll say be, that too. You'll be wanting that in a t-shirt. <laughs> Big Bob the Boss. Yeah, Big Bob. <laughs> it's Big Bob the Boss over there. Down there, showing that there cud, boy. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. He's, got all, he's got all jukes of hazard on this. No, no, it's a Campbell and and Douglas. That's the way they speak at home. <laughs> the narrator's got it. Oh, and, and that's another person we'll be talking to. We're going to have... Uh, <gasps> Don't say it. No. Yes. Not, yes. Not, yes. Yes. Uh, Dave... Dave Monteith, voiceover artist. Can I tell you a story about that? Uh-huh. I had caused to phone a private um, a medical establishment recently, and I dialed the number of this establishment, and the voice came over the phone and said, <laughs> this is Russell Hospital. And for cardiology, dial one. For, and it was Dave Monteith, voiceover, my own narrator. <laughs> so I've just got this and he's actually voiced he'll tell you this himself but he's recently voiced a recording for a new defibrillator device which is coming onto the market very shortly and will be ubiquitous throughout the National Health Service so I can just picture the scene in my dying moments stand clear from Dave <laughs> you know Monty voiceover artist <laughs> the button now charging um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, what a way to spend your last moments listening yeah. to the voice of Dave Monteith voiceover artist uh, <laughs> as he as he does so he'll be on too. He's going to tell us all. I mean, he's had a long career in acting as well as in in voiceovering, voiceover, voiceovering. Yeah, as in voice, are, yes. yes, he's done all that. He's been in adverts. He's been he's 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 narrated a lot of books, a lot of good ones, including the full and, and, and yours, and and especially mine. Uh, as he's most successful, you know, he he's uh, done the Dorothy Dunay series recently. The whole, I think, the whole lot. Which is an amazing achievement because there's yeah. lots of them. Yeah, very long books, 
Um, so Dave, Dave, Dave voiceover artist has done that. Um, so he'll be very interesting to talk to. And we'll be talking to um, our editor-in-chief, Alison Ray, uh, who will be coming on with us in a couple of weeks' time to talk about editing. And it'll be interesting for those who maybe are looking to write a book and get published. And Alison will be giving us a few tips about how to present your book to a prospective publisher and what they're looking for and the best way and the most effective way in which to do so. Sounds great. So did you do that in an effective way when you presented your book, Dallison Ray? Did I what? Sorry, you cut out a wee bit there. Did you present it in a, a sort of effective way? I, I did. Um, Good. I, you know, it, it was it was very effective because she accepted it. <laughs> so whatever yes. I did, and, <laughs> whatever I did. Douglas Skelton and his manuscripts is a great fan of scroll work. Oh yeah, um, I, I have twiddly bits, but that's another story. Um, Douglas but, will spend uh, the first three weeks of his writing experience on a book doing the scroll work on the title page. Yes. It's it's a Sistine Chapel on paper. It is. It is. Yes, I I etch it very very carefully. Um, yes. Yeah. Did you do any etching at the Dick Institute at all? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't do any etching at the Dick. There was no etching at the Dick. That's that's good to know. Well, it's it's so it's an exciting time ahead for for Spooks listeners. We like to include these little chats between Douglas and I just to keep you up to speed with where we are going. Douglas, do you have anything to add? No, um, I don't know when you're, this will be going out. It's, we're, we're recording it uh, on Friday afternoon, but um, have a great weekend, everybody. And I hope you're all going to continue listening to Spooks because by the sounds of it, uh, we've got lots of exciting stuff lined up, not just Denzel and I talking nonsense. <laughs> um, there will be, be interesting people who will speak very, very intelligently uh, if they can between Denzel and I talking nonsense as normal. Um, and it sounds great. It sounds brilliant. I didn't know well, how. I mean, also, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be a sister podcast is going yeah. to be released soon. The pilot episode of which Douglas recorded over the last couple of days. Now, it's top secret, but it's a true crime. Spe- Can you give us any hints at all, Douglas? It's so top secret, I don't even know anything about it. That's how top secret it is. You've just you've just recorded your voiceover, Dubs. Yes, I know, but I had to have my mind wiped immediately. After. Obviously, I'm kidding. Um, I think really? it's it's uh, it's a true crime. It's, as you know, as as one or two of our listeners may well know, I um, have a history in in true crime uh, nonfiction, and I have a wealth of material that is just lying there fallow. And uh, so I'm going to be using uh, all of that uh, for this, this true crime podcast, where I will relate, each one will be a different case, and I'll relate the facts, hopefully in an interesting and dramatic way. Can you tell us just a wee snippet about your first subject? The first one uh, comes from 1945, 1946, it's a Glasgow case. It's a fascinating case uh, that is, is seldom talked about. Um, it's, it's a case of, of double murder, of robbery, uh, of uh, a court uh, drama 
in, in which uh, swing music and Frank Sinatra figured uh, as well. Grief. Yes, white jackets. And young journalists struggled with the, uh, the shorthand for dementia precox. Uh, but also, it's a case huh? of dementia precox. Uh, it's also a case of bears uncanny bearing. Bears uncanny bearing. I hope you're not going to read the podcast. Like it's called The December Man. The December Man, and it's part of the new podcast that we here at Houses of Steel we're putting out called The Blood on the Thistle. Is that right? Yes, yes it is. Or, or Blood in the Thistle, maybe just. Blood, just Blood on the Thistle. That was the, that was the title of my first book, um, which is now unavailable. And it's a damn good title, so we'll bloody well use it. Yes, yes, readers, if listeners, I'm not as bad as you used to do that last week about readers. Um, yes. yes, 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 listeners, if you're, um, if you're buying your favourite uh, copy of toilet paper, it could well be the blood of the thistle's former uh, former copies has, has found its way into that very toilet paper. Could we be right, Douglas? No, of course not. They all <laughs> out. But we are going to revive it and draw the attention to our massive listenership, and they will be overawed and stunned by the fact that this book wasn't the number one bestseller, because let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I have read Douglas's book, and you you will be astonished by the acuity, nay, skill, with which Mr. Skelton operates in the true crime genre. Nay, nay skill, I think that's it. In fact, it was um, it was actually number one. It did actually hit the the best the top the bestseller list. So, well, there you are. No, no, you never knew that. You all thought Douglas just did crime fiction, and here he's been involved in true. And I myself have been involved in true crime, but but that's another thing entirely. <laughs> Legally, we can't talk about that. No, indeed, and, and Mr. Boltrami would be having conniptions if he could hear me right now. Uh, and but, but it was a jolly good defence, brief, jolly good. Um, so that's us for Spooks today. Uh, we'll be saying goodbye from Douglas. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. And don't forget to tune in to the podcast we have coming up. That's with Bob McDevitt, showrunner of festivals uh, like I Write and Bloody Scotland, the voice of Radio Scotland, the wonderful and lovely Teresa Talbot, Fiona Stalker, experienced journalist extraordinaire, and finally, last but not least, both Dave Monteith, voice of our artist, and our wonderful editor-in-chief, Alison Ray, all these to come in the next couple of weeks here on Spooks. This has been a Houses of Steel production hosted by Anchor. Please follow and subscribe on your podcast provider of choice. Goodbye. <laughs>